Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about why sea shanties are popular again and why they're called shanties. And I'll tell you how I remember the right way to spell the word conscience as opposed to conscious. When it comes to popular music, we're used to hip-hop, indie rock, and even K-pop topping the charts. But we really didn't expect the newest trend to be a genre that was out of fashion 150 years ago. Yes, the hot tunes of the moment are sea shanties. Sea shanties are songs that sailors sung while they worked. Sailors sang shanties as they worked pumps up and down, removing water from the hold of a ship. They sang shanties as they heaved on the heavy ropes that dragged a new sail into place. They sang shanties as they sanded the decks in the earliest hours of the morning or turned the capstan that pulled the heavy iron anchor up from the ocean floor. But whatever the task, it was hard and it was done by hand. And it often had to be done rhythmically. It wouldn't do if half the men sheeting a sail into place pulled on a rope while the other half relaxed. Everyone had to pull together, reset their hands higher on the rope, and then pull again. Singing a shanty was an effective way to keep men working in sync. To keep everyone in time, the singing was led by a shanty man. He would sing a brief verse, and the sailors would follow with a chorus, often giving their greatest push or pull on the chorus's ending word. Here's an example that makes fun of Napoleon Bonaparte, whom British sailors called Old Boney. The shanty man would say, Boney was a warrior, and the crew would say, Way, hey, ya. The shanty man would say, A warrior and a terrier, and the crew, Jean-Francois. Boney was a warrior, way, hey, ya, a warrior and a terrier, Jean-Francois. Sometimes the shantyman would improvise his verses, and according to The Shanty Book Part 1, quote, Once the improvisation began, things became so intimate and personal as to be unprintable, unquote. For men stuck at sea for months on end, deprived of female company, you could only imagine just how unprintable the lyrics became. But lewd or not, these songs kept the men entertained through hours of painful labor, relieved their boredom, and kept them pushing or pulling in time. So why are we singing sea shanties today? 
Well, blame it on TikTok, the social platform that lets users share short videos, often of themselves singing or dancing. It seems that one user, a Scottish postal worker named Nathan Evans, posted a video of himself singing The Wellerman, a traditional sea shanty. Here's a clip. Was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, dipped down below my belly boys blow. Soon may the weller man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. There's nothing fancy about the video. It's Evans, shot in black and white, sitting in a chair singing. Yet the mysterious forces that caused some videos to go viral came over this one. Mr. Evans now has half a million followers on TikTok and more than three million views of his video. And because TikTok is a participatory medium, users have been doing more than just watch his video. They've created ones of their own, spawning a slew of new videos featuring people all over the world singing and dancing to old-time sea shanties or creating new ones. Now, all of this is fascinating, but why are we talking about sea shanties on the podcast? Well, it's because of the uncertain etymology of the word shanty and the debate it created some hundred years ago. You see, even though shanties have been sung for centuries, the word doesn't appear in print until 1869. It was sometimes spelled with an SH and sometimes with a CH. And because shanty sounds similar to chante, the French word meaning to sing, spelled C-H-A-N-T-E-R, some folks put two and two together and decided that shanty was derived from this French word. Seems logical, right? Well, the problem is many Britishers of that time simply were not having it. Twenty-three years of fighting against the French in the Napoleonic Wars had left a bad taste in their mouths. Neither British seamen nor scholars were about to give the French credit for what they considered a native British art form. One writer at the time derided the spelling of shanty with a C-H, which would align with chante, calling it a landman's spelling. To my mind, he wrote, the strongest argument against the literary landman's derivation of the word is that the British sailor cultivated the supremest contempt for everything French, unquote. Another writer made a similar argument, quote, As to the spelling of shanty, he said, I see no reason why, because shore people have fancied a derivation of the word and written it shanty with a C-H, I should follow. It was not so pronounced at sea, and to spell it so is misleading, unquote. You can hear the derision in his voice when he writes of shore people. Moreover, this writer says he has, quote, good reason for supposing that the presumed French derivation of this word is wrong, unquote. He doesn't share that reason, mind you, but you can imagine his knowing look while he said so. So if shanty doesn't come from the French chante, where did it come from? One explanation is offered by a sailor who lived for years in the West Indies and witnessed the process by which locals moved their huts, also called shanties, from place to place. According to this witness, the shanty was levered onto a wheeled platform to which two long ropes were attached. A shantyman would mount the hut and sing a song that was, he wrote, quote, an exact musical parallel of the seaman's pull and haul shanty, unquote. 
The helpers holding the ropes would, quote, sing the chorus, giving a pull on the rope at the required points in the music, just as sailors did when hauling at sea, unquote. So this is a possible but thin explanation for the derivation of shanty in sea shanty. But even if it were true, we have some bad news for the sailor who proposed it. It seems that the word shanty, meaning a hut, is also derived from a French word, chantier, meaning a lumberjack's camp or workyard. Whoops. Long story short, we don't know the etymology of the term sea shanty. Either way, it seems possible that although the British won the Napoleonic Wars, they lost this linguistic battle with the French. That segment was written by Samantha Enslin, who runs Dragonfly Editorial. You can find her at dragonflyeditorial.com or on Twitter as DragonflyEdit. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules? only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally first with words, then with phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. I don't know about you, but I always have to think for a second when I'm trying to write the words conscious and conscience. So I finally came up with a quick and dirty tip to help me get it right. First, let's do the definitions. You are conscious when you're awake and conscious of something when you're aware of it. I like this quotation from the novelist Aldous Huxley. Happiness is not achieved by the conscious pursuit of happiness. It's generally the byproduct of other activities. On the other hand, your conscience tells you the difference between right and wrong. 
You have something on your conscience when you feel guilty. Leaders sometimes ask politicians to vote their conscience. I like this quotation from the newspaper columnist Doug Larson. A lot of people mistake a short memory for a clear conscience. Here's how I remember the spelling of conscience. The word conscience ends with science, S-C-I-E-N-C-E, even though it's not pronounced that way. So picture Albert Einstein, a physicist and mathematician who was interested in both science and philosophy. Imagine him sitting on your shoulder and prodding you to do the right thing. The man of science appeals to your conscience. That works for me every time, so I hope it works for you. Next, John called in with an interesting observation about another word that's like apoptosis that I talked about last week. Hey, Grammar Girl, this is John from Dallas. I enjoyed your episode on pronunciation, particularly the word apoptosis. Coincidentally, I recently learned the origin of the word helicopter, which surprisingly comes from the Greek words helico, meaning spiral, and ter, meaning one with wings, which of course is spelled P-T-E-R with the silent P. So I'm glad you sided with the apoptosis pronunciation. Otherwise, we'd all have to switch to helicoder. Thanks. Thanks, John. I usually only share family stories, but the origin of helicopter surprised me, and I thought other people might find it interesting, too. And finally, I have a family story from Grant. Hi, Mignon. My name is Grant, calling from Durham, North Carolina, and our special family act is the word spousish, an endearing term for a life partner. My partner, Karen, and I have been in a committed relationship for over 11 years. We live together, we share finances, and we spend most of our time with each other. We choose not to be married, but it's just too flimsy to call us boyfriend-girlfriend. Spousish was the word we came up with because it's easily understood by most people around us without the awkward list of questions that usually follow. You know, questions you'd often hear such as, when are you getting engaged? Why not? Who wouldn't want to be married? Don't you want kids? Are you, aren't you married by common law anyway? One single word somehow eliminated the list of questions. For traditional folks, spousish was accepted as good enough. We love seeing people's reactions when we tell them we're spousish, whether they're traditional-minded folks to other unmarried couples who are like us, happily spousish. Spousish is how we flip an otherwise socially awkward situation into a creative solution for describing your wonderfully twisted relationship with that special someone. Thanks, Mignon. Thanks, Grant. I love how you could come up with one word that solved your problem. If you want to tell me the story of a word your family made up, leave a voicemail at 83321-4GIRL. And remember to tell me the story behind the word, because the story is always the best part. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find transcripts of this podcast and all the other great Quick and Dirty Tips podcasters at quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams, and that's all. Thanks for listening. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently 
acapella.edu. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.